0: Welcome to the 2019 Baldies Awards. These are the the, the deliberation videos. Let's see if I can say that. It's tough. Uh, We intend these things to be watched sort of after you watch the Baldi's ceremony. So if you haven't seen that yet, maybe go check it out and then come back if you have questions or want to see the whole process, Uh, maybe wonder why we voted a certain way. This is where you'll get all that information. Also, we're going to spoil every single bit of everything on this list. So if you haven't seen it all, don't watch this. If you haven't seen every piece of television and film that came out this year, you probably shouldn't watch. That's not true because this is actually not intended to be a comprehensive list of everything that came out this year. It's actually just everything that we saw, either one of us saw, that came out somewhere between January 1st and December 31st, 2019. So if you're wondering, oh, why didn't X get included? It's probably because we didn't see it or it didn't come out this year. Mm Mm-hmm uh so yeah i think without further ado let's
1: check out the baldies all right we're back for our another baldies deliberations we're gonna be talking about documentaries which sometimes is a category sometimes not we watched a lot of documentaries this year as -hmm. a consequence it's a category uh let's take it to the tape i don't think there's any disclaimers we need to add on to the already uh existing intro
0: i can add a disclaimer this no we can take it to the tape um this is another category where bald move TV was happening and it was Mm. just like rapid fire. Yeah. Watch this, watch this, watch this. I forget almost all these. Uh And also the confusion of like, there are two fire documentaries on here. Yeah. I can't really distinguish the two in my mind. Mm -hmm. And also this Muhammad Ali documentary, I've seen 600 Muhammad Ali documentaries. So like trying to tease out what I remember from this particular one is going to be difficult.
1: Yeah. Um, so let's let's go to the let's go to the list and uh let's go <clears> to <through> the list <throat> let's take it to the tape
0: yep <laughs> there we
1: go and uh we are right now we got the two fire frauds there's two fire documentaries up top uh leaving neverland ice on fire muhammad ali what's his name conversations with the killer to what's his name what's oh man what's his name uh, edge of Democracy, This Giant Beast That Is the Global Economy, The Case Against Adnan Syed, uh, Loretta, The Legend of Cocaine Island, Remastered the Devil at the Crossroads, The Inventor, Out for Blood in Silicon Valley, and The Grass is Greener. Okay, let's start with the Firefest f- fire documentaries. Okay. Can we try and explain which one of these is which first? I think that the Netflix one is superior in every way. The only way that the fire fraud has got a claim to fame is that it actually um, interviews the main fire fraud guy. Yeah, Billy McFarland. Billy McFarland. Um, but it also, if I recall correctly, I did not look this up beforehand. It's it was produced by the media arm that was largely responsible for promoting uh, promoting of the fire festival, and it felt like it was a little bit more apologetic. Where I felt like Fire Fraud had interviews with everyone else, mm-hmm. um, and there was some hilarious details in it. Um, but also, like, did a really good job of showing how this fucked some of the locals mm-hmm. who can't afford to be fucked. Okay. Um, and I just think it was also better looking, slicker produced, kind of uh, like really got into like how the influencers kind of uh, sold it and like showed. Uh, what a bummer it was to show up there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, spend two hundred thousand dollars to get there, and like, my god, the gap between what was promised and what was delivered, and and how yeah. how easily avoidable. Like, if there was an ounce of humility in anyone involved, they could have mm-hmm. ca- they could have called this off. Except for I think what the problem was is they their scams had caught up with them. Yeah, like they literally couldn't just ca- cancel this and give everybody's money money back.
0: Yeah, I mean this was a Ponzi scheme. From the start, and so yes, Ponzi ran a good out of money, and and, <laughs> and that's fucked.
1: Also, the, the the one that this the uh, the documentary did is show how he just immediately started again. Yeah, like like on the heels of this disaster, he was like doing another black label credit card, mm-hmm. all access, whatever in Manhattan, taking advantage of the. Cent- and it's just this guy's shameless. Anyway, yeah, I think the Hulu doc did a better, um,
0: it, yeah, it had the guy but it, it didn't do as good of a job as at uh, telling me like the pattern or maybe it did. Maybe I'm thinking of the wrong ones here. This is why it's so impossible. Cause like one of them had like a lot of stuff about that black credit card, you know, VIP credit card thing mm-hmm. and the club that he started before this. I mean, that and, like, might've been the who, but like all I that, that stuff so was, was touched Hula in one? the Netflix
1: one too. Like I remember the,
0: was it, but it went in more into depth on the backstory. It could be. Which, to me, laid out more of a pattern of fraudulent behavior as opposed to the Netflix one, which was focused mostly on just that event and how fraudulent it was. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, I I don't know.
1: Um, So I think the Netflix one is better. Do you have strong feelings about the Hulu one? And then we got those. No, sorted. I think you're right. I think okay. the Hulu
0: one was too biased.
1: uh Leaving Neverland. This is the in-depth exploration of two of Michael Jackson's accusers uh, that said that uh, he had molested them as children. Uh, they're very credible accounts. Um, I accept what they say at, at face value. As do I. Uh, and top. I thought this was one of the best documentaries I'd seen. Probably the only one that not just. They weren't out just to set up and tell a story of Michael Jackson being a child molester, though they did it very well in a horrifying detail. Um, but they also showed the ch- the psychology of why it's bad to molest children, the unique power dynamics there. Okay. I mean, because like, cause like yeah, any, I, I, I any fucking idiot can be like, "Of course it's wrong for to, to, to molest children. to children." But like, why yeah. is it wrong? Uh, what does it do to them? What is the psychology? And how does that extend to other areas too? Not just children. Why? Why do the families go along with it? What's the yeah. psychology in there? You know, um, is it a matter of just like, oh, these you know, like uh, of course you don't let your kid go off on vacation with Michael? Jackson, and, you know? and, and
0: why you know these people are coming forward 20 years yes. later
1: as opposed to doing it when it was happening why would they lie uh under oath as young children and then turn another you know to, to turn different testimony as adults like i thought like yeah. all that stuff um was great and then the follow-on uh document the the, the 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 after documentary that wasn't that hosted by oprah why do I even think it was hosted by I Oprah? Never, I, I was, yeah, I know that. you you didn't, yeah. but there was a, there was an after like a thirty minute Q and A with these guys where they mm-hmm. talked about and like with a with a, a psychologist and stuff, and I thought that was fascinating too. It's it, I just learned a a ton of information, and uh, like I said, it's a, it's a tough to watch documentary. Um, because the other thing is like when this gets litigated in the news, like man, it feels so filtered because some of this shit was so extreme, like just. The amount of faxes he sent to these kids, mm-hmm. like the desperation and the inappropriate emotional bond that he was forging with these children, the where like yeah. you know that they were his, uh, the the son that he revolved around, and like if if he didn't he go if he went more than an hour or two without hearing from him, he just fucking lose his mind. I that's just. You know, like beyond just the the sexual molestation. Uh, 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 beyond that, like there is so much more abuse and trauma that these kids had to go through, shit that they, you know, that you like that would be beyond the pale to put up with as an adult in mm-hmm. a consensual adult relationship. So, I think it's great, and I think it goes to the top. Yeah, because uh, it's easily better than the FireFest, which th- these are honestly like Jerry Springer shit. The Fire ones, yeah. yeah. Um, ice on
0: fire, not with a Y, just an I. Yes, on this one.
1: Yes, ice on fire is the Leonardo DiCaprio-backed mm-hmm. documentary about our world warming up,
0: right? And how Fire Festival contributed to it.
1: Yeah, and uh, <laughs> um, well, I, I tell you, the the carbon impact of Fire Fest was not zero for You're sure. You're probably right. Um, I mean. I expected this to be a lot more doom and gloom than it was. Like it seemed to spend a lot of time talking about like carbon sequestration and new technologies and yeah. Um, but you know, I don't, I don't know what this like this. This is a great documentary. The people that need to watch it are not going to watch it because it's fucking bullshit prop. it's fake bullshit propaganda. I mean,
0: so was the Michael Jackson thing to many people,
1: right? No, Maybe yeah. Neverland received.
0: Very negative feedback from many, many people who defend Michael Jackson to their death.
1: And here's how I judge a documentary. Like, I think... um, Like, Michael Moore, I think, is a terrible documentarian uh, because he makes man uh of his arguments and straw men of the other side and i think that what you do is you make you 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 can you tackle the opposing side's strongest argument with your strongest argument and then you let it stand and you and and i think that this this you know even though i am you know broadly agree with everything like i i i, I still critical enough to be like ah well you know i don't know about this i i thought this was pretty much wholly excellent um but mm-hmm. its impact was you know uh, clearly not 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 what it needed to be uh so yeah it's not gonna get the job done on its own is it i still think it's better than any of the fire fest shit sure. but i don't think it's as important or as good or as illuminating as leaving neverland was yeah i agree muhammad ali what what's my name uh i almost but... did it again <laughs> So you mentioned that this was you've seen a lot of Muhammad Ali documentaries. I have too. I think that the one the, the 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 part of the documentary I appreciated most was like the first thirty forty minutes where it talked about his like growing up in Louisville mm-hmm. and like how he got started as like seeing like very young like twelve year old Muhammad Ali boxing and stuff. I thought was was interesting and hearing people talk about you know that and his uh, Olympic career. Um, that was the best part of the documentary stuff I had never seen. And that's one of the stuff that really sticks out in my mind. Um, but you know, they they also did a pretty good job covering a civil rights career uh career. Mm-hmm. Um, I easy to put this above the firefest docs, but that's where it stops for me. What do you think? Yeah, I'm with you. Okay. I, I would argue like
0: I remember more about the Firefest. Docs than I do
1: about Muhammad Ali docs simply because oh, yeah, it that... was a new subject matter to me. Okay I mean actually that's a pretty good argument. Do you want to drop it just below the fire fest stuff? Yeah
0: I I don't think the what's my name? Did anything to really stand out in a slew of Muhammad Ali Documentaries, and I don't know what you could do at this point like do we really need more Muhammad Ali documentaries made? I don't think so. I don't know if this one
1: needed to be made and so yeah, I would put fire above it Okay uh conversations of the killer, the Ted Bundy tapes. I almost want to recuse myself from this one because I just don't give a fuck about true crime. <laughs> I don't remember anything about this. This is the one it- I think
0: this is the one because I saw a lot of fucking Ted Bundy last year mm-hmm. too. Me too. Uh saw a lot of people wanting to fuck Ted Bundy as well. It's me um, too. I saw so this is, I think, the one where they go into prison and they have a conversation. Well, th- this guy went into the prison and talked with Ted Bundy and recorded hours and hours and hours of his story on tape. And this is the documentary that kind of combs through that and tries to suss out what's real and what is fabricated by Ted Bundy. Because he's a bit of a fabulist himself. He just like makes yeah. shit up. Right. He's trying to create... He's writing a narrative of his own life. Mm-hmm. And I found it interesting... From that angle, but I also saw another documentary on Ted Bundy, which was just as interesting. I saw the evil, wicked, shockingly shitty. Mm. Uh, the, the documentary is great, or the Fox human. The, the, the
1: Zac Efron
0: one, yeah. Yeah, the dramatization mm-hmm. of that stuff is great, but like... The biopic. Yes. Um, I don't know that it needs to really go up there very high. Like,
1: I don't even know if I'd put it over Muhammad Ali. Okay, sold. Edge of Democracy. This is about the fuckery that's gone in Brazilian politics for the past decade and the pitiable state that it's in now under Bolsonaro, I believe is his name.
0: Bolsonaro, yeah.
1: I thought this. Did you did you actually watch this? I'm not certain because I thought I thought this was just just really amazing and you know it's very one sided. Um, I felt that like I'm sure there's there that. that um, the the political regime uh that was mired in scandal and corruption i'm probably pretty sure that they did at least a little bit to you know uh uh to 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 establish themselves as 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 corrupt and 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 whatnot but you know i don't know there's a lot of political railroading uh there's a lot of um i don't know like i said it's I I, I I I think I watched it, but
0: fuck me if I remember any of
1: it. Yeah, it's really effective because the the woman who's making it, she's like the she's a political activist herself. She's from a whole family of like you know political activists. Uh, uh, her mom went to jail for some period of time, I believe, um, during some of this unrest. And like the way she gives everything was like this deadpan, but like you could tell like seething with anger kind of delivery. I thought was really effective, hmm. and kind of like how quiet and somber a lot of the the footage was. Um, I, yeah, like I said, it's really good, and um, it's a documentary that feels like it's kind of made for these times because what's happened in Brazil is in a microcosm what's happening in a lot of the the world, especially the Western world. So, I think that I would put it right underneath Ice on Fire.
0: Okay, yeah. If I mean, I think it's definitely more important than like Fire and
1: yeah. Because you know, mm-hmm. th- that's like the line between like informative versus uh, entertainment. Like these things, it like they were there to entertain, you know, and and but but also maybe it's because I, uh, oh, we got a late edition. Maybe it's because I, you know, like I said, was more familiar with Muhammad Ali and his uh-huh. life. Uh, how about the giant beast that is a global economy? I thought this was uh, yeah. There's an episode or two that like I wasn't as into as some of them, but like. This I don't think shifted my politics, but it definitely informed me a lot more about like some of these how these tax havens work, mm-hmm. um, how like especially like the concept of rent seeking and why it's bad, why it's corrosive, why it's an- it's almost anti-capitalist. It's it's a logical extension of capitalism, mm-hmm. but it 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 the, se- the second that the the big players start this behavior where they're no longer trying to add value, they're just trying to extract yeah. value. Um, it just just really shows you what's gone wrong with our lack of regulation, the fact that everything is a global enterprise, but our laws and our regulations and our reporting, um, our accountability has not even it's it's a moving target. like we're now we're now locking and shutting the doors that were busted out of ten years ago. Right. And the, the, the doors s-
0: we came in.
1: The scammers have have moved on. Like the, the people that are defrauding the the, the governments oh, and the peoples of yeah, the yeah. world are are on to the next thing. So if you're talking about the rent seeking. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. So this
0: is a ten part series on hey, Amazon is like, Prime. I think maybe eight. Six eight six part eight, series on yeah. Amazon Prime. The thing that I really appreciated about it is it gets to those complex um workings of the economy in a way that is very approachable yes it kind of holds your hand through some of the more basic principles Mm -hmm. um which i needed frankly um i'm not the world's greatest economist uh and it it kind of led me down that path and i was able to fully engage with a discussion about economics in a fairly entertaining way too like calpin does a really good job keeping things light but also informative and serious when he needs to be yeah um and the jokes don't always hit but you know, it's it's an easy way. It, it just feels very simple to get into these topics yeah. with that approach.
1: And it's also not anti-capitalist. Like, there's a point... He, he spends yeah. a whole episode showing, like, there's a way you can do this right. You can make right. money. You can exchange goods and services. You can take care of your employees. And, then, like,
0: the gold standard stuff. Like, that episode is all about, like, why do we have the monetary system we yes. have? Like, that makes so much more sense when you stop and think about it and the people who are saying oh we just need to go back to gold gold standard or yeah. yeah the systems, whole problem is like, the
1: money's not even real it's all a ponzi snow. like that right. you you just don't understand
0: the fundamentals yeah and the doc does a good job of laying those out
1: okay i think because of that it's actually the uh, quality is uneven, but the information is excellent. Um, the only one I kind of thought was really disappointing is the automation, but that's only mm. because I w- I'm i really up on automation, so I didn't learn nearly as much right. as the others. But I, yeah. I actually think this is either right below Ice on Fire or above Ice and Fire. Maybe it's the number one so far.
0: Um, I'm kind of feeling like it's the number one, I, but leaving Neverland is very strong. We'll maybe have to have a conversation about that.
1: Okay, to the top with it. Yep. The case kids Adnan said was garbage. It uh, was it, not
0: as good as Serial,
1: and unless you haven't seen or heard the first season of Serial, then right. it's especially garbage. But like honestly, I think it gives a little bit of a distorted, misleading hmm. impression of the case. Maybe a little bit. I don't know. I, I've I've gone back and forth about how I feel about Serial season one wasn't and Adnan be particular. But it was a lot of like the stuff around Adnan
0: and his family, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Just like a lot of interviews with like his sister, I did or feel something. like I like... understood
1: uh haley who was who was the his girlfriend yeah, I, I felt it, like it, because so one of the complaints about this is that it it didn't feel like it 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 Hay- spent as Hayley? much time heyman Hamanly it did, it didn't feel like it spent enough time on the victim and their family but and maybe not the family, but I thought that like you know some questions I had of like like why was she doing or what was she doing this or how did she feel or Mm -hmm. um you know what was she like as a that that stuff was answered but like most of it just honestly was a was a waste of goddamn time yeah uh so i it felt like a a
0: cash in mm -hmm. two years too late like yeah whereas it's weird because also one of these fire docs is a cash in one of these fire docs is like sure oh fucking netflix or hulu is gonna do this we need to get in on that because it's big yep this felt a little like that do you want to send it to the bottom yeah, it's fine where it is. Okay. So. Okay. That's the opposite of what I said. Well, I just think everything's going to move up. Yeah, okay. Uh, Lorena. 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 Babbitt. Lorena,
1: Lorena Babbitt. Bobbitt. <laughs> <laughs> Lorena Bobbitt. Um, yeah. This was a really good documentary. It was more than just penis chopping. It was more than penis chopping. um. You know, if this case had happened 20 years later, it would have had a radically different. You know, we were still at a point in society where we were having unironic conversations about, and then not just like a fringe minority, but like, whoa, you can rape your wife? What the (laughs) fuck, man? No way. That pussy's on tap. Like, that was the, that was like a prevailing view of a lot of the country, not just men, but women yeah. and seeing that and, and just seeing God, what was that guy? What was it, was it, what was the Bobbit's name? Dick Rich, Richard, just, just what a shithead he <laughs> is know. and what a fucking shithead yeah. he is like allowed himself to cut to, to become in his decrepitude versus I just. I, I thought this was really amazing, and it made, you know, again, it's one of those things where probably people need to see it are not going to watch it. I thought there was I, a I little don't know, bit... because
0: the hook is strong.
1: The hook is strong, and they really get you in with the, like, aha, dick jokes, and you remember yeah. how all the car jokes Johnny Carson made? And, every, and, and the first episode, I was kind of like, wow, I don't know if I'm in for this ride, but then it definitely takes a turn, and... Yeah. You know, builds this case brick by brick about like goes through the civil tri- uh, 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 trial, goes through the or the criminal trial, goes through both of the criminal trials because it was like reciprocal car- charges. Right. Um, then it went through the civil. It's like it, it's really good. It's really good. And I felt really bad for Lorena Bobbitt and having to go through that. Uh, yeah, it's definitely, I'd say it's better than the Muhammad Ali documentary,
0: and we can talk about it going
1: higher. I think it's better than The Fires. I think it's better than Edge of uh, Democracy as far as, like, changing people's opinions, maybe. I, I'm certain it can go no higher than number three. I think that's where it belongs. Okay. I think that's where it belongs. There's something I don't know, this Ice on Fire just wasn't, was, it's I like, don't how
0: many fucking...
1: Times do we need to be
0: told that this is a problem? How many fucking times? Like, yeah, this wasn't the fifth Lorena Bobbitt uh, documentary, or, or I'd the six hundredth report that came out about yeah. how Lorena Bobbitt, you know, chopped the dick, and, yeah. and maybe she was driven to it by years of abuse. Like, yeah, this like ice on fire, the, cl- climate change is a real fucking thing. We've known about it for decades. Mm-hmm. And we need to do something about it. We don't need Leonardo
1: DiCaprio to jump I, I in his did, Prius did, the and make The point this, I think, this made it. for the first time I'd seen argued in like uh, like like public space is the criminality, like like the, compl- the did it compl- do that? I don't remember. I, it I think it, the, they were saying like one of the scientists uh, was just quoted as saying like you know the people that have perp- that because you can make a, an easy case for especially like oil executives for the last I mean, twenty years. Look at what we're going through with the opioid
0: uh, trials right now. Yeah, because people are being prosecuted. You think there's any less? ill intent on the side of people who
1: are polluting our environment especially the when they, they, their own scientists were saying that oh yes this is what's happening yeah. back in the 70s and they just yeah. repressed it repressed it repressed it yeah these people need to be brought up upon charges certainly yeah but like like, like if, if if you if you hung a bunch of nazis at the Hague for war crimes then there should be some kind of crime against humanity and boiling the world will probably the yeah. the, the, the real problem is that the stuff that is going to the, the the body count that's likely to happen that's going to like bring that <laughs> uh-huh. kind of crying these people are going to be dead by the time that really sets in easily. So it's like it's like imagine if Hitler had rounded up all the Jews but it had some kind of mechanism that they didn't actually die, mm-hmm. you know, until fifty sixty years in the future. Like he held them in stasis or something. Like that's yeah. kind of what's happening, and it's a damn shame. But I don't think this is the documentary that brings that all to a head. You're right. Uh, the legend of
0: Cocaine Island. I didn't see this one. <laughs> so this is a story of a guy who got wind of a cocaine stash on a.
1: Sounds been a like a John McAfee story. <laughs> it, a lot, yeah.
0: It's it's uh-huh. no, but yes. Like uh-huh. um, so this guy gets wind of this big stash of cocaine. And he's kind of just like a, a small-time, uh, fairly successful Midwestern. Oh, I businessman. remember the trailer in
1: this. It's like uh, there was a legend that this was like buried as like some kind of pirate yes.
0: treasure, and so he decided I'm gonna go fucking find it. Like he he hooked up with a couple of people, like low-level drug dealers, that he sort of got wind that maybe they knew where it was, and mm. they fed him some information. And so he flies out there, he surveys the land, then he flies back, he goes on another trip to try and actually dig it up, and he gets busted by the cops. Uh, Somewhere along the way And so this guy goes to jail over A cocaine stash that he never found And then like he, he gets out Or something and then he's He's No okay so it, here's what happened He went there trying to try get up the cops uh Caught on to the fact that he did that uh-huh. And then when he came back They tried to They, they set up a sting operation mm. To where they had him meet somebody in a parking lot And he bought a bunch of coke from them mm. And then they busted him but it, like it's a little shady how they did it, oh, well. because like he never found the cocaine. He right. was going to dig up maybe some cocaine, or he didn't know what. But like I don't know, it was, was he trying to sell him cocaine he didn't have. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It was. It was weird. Hmm. Uh. But definitely worth a watch. And the the personality, the guy himself,
1: is so like this large. That this like, is like a funny documentary. It is. Yeah. yeah okay.
0: And, and they're interviewing all his friends who were saying like just talking shit about him, the like bucket, oh. Yeah. We, yeah. You know, this guy, This he's crazy. Like, we don't know what to think. And yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, the cast of characters is strong. It's a fun documentary, but not important in any way. Uh, what do you think? Do you, is it more fun than, like, the firefests? Like, in the kind of... Uh, no, I'd
0: probably... It, it's unique in its subject matter. Um, I don't know how much of it is true and how much of it is false, other than there was a sting operation. This di- guy did go to prison for a, a little while. Above Muhammad Ali? Yeah. Okay. I, I think that's about where it belongs. Maybe above the Hulu fra- fire dock. Oh, I like that. I like yeah. some. I like putting some daylight between
1: the, the Hulu frauds. <laughs> Just to keep Hulu on notice. Uh, remastered Devil at the Crossroads, another one that you saw and I did not.
0: Yes, this is a documentary. I guess Netflix has done a remastered series with a bunch of documentaries. Um, oh. This one in particular is about Robert Johnson, who is kind of the father of Delta Blues. Um it's funny because it's all framed as this literal devil at the crossroads, like to sell your soul to the devil thing. Like everybody who is interviewed is talking about like, look, this was a, a drunkard who was, who was so like abusive. He toward, toward other people that he like, I don't know if he killed somebody or what, but he had to go on the run for a while and nobody heard from him for a few years. And he was never a very good musician. He was kind of just like this mediocre, whatever talent. But when he came back, he had totally changed his, his entire, I mean, he was still like doing drugs and alcohol more than ever, but his playing was just on another level. Hmm. His songwriting was on another level. And he fathered like all of these, essentially what you think of as blues music, he invented it. Um, And it just goes on about like, there's a lot of interviews with famous musicians now who, um, kind of owe what they do to robert johnson and his influence Mm. um and it was just all about this guy and and questioning like you know did did he make a deal with the devil (laughs) really like yeah but it was super interesting to hear about the life of the guy who essentially invented delta blues
1: i wonder Um, if i'll uh, see the uh documentary now version of it next season probably yeah because they do like to fit in a music documentary every once in a while Uh Uh so where do you uh, as a one man rating reviewer where do you put remastered at? Uh maybe above like Conversations with the Killer. Okay. Uh The Inventor Out for Blood in Silicon Valley. I saw I think two documentaries. Oh no. Like a, a, a 60 minutes and two podcasts about this within the, like 3 months of each other. This is about This is the one Theranos. that's on HBO, right? Yeah, this is the HBO one about Theranos and I don't remember her name. Elizabeth Holmes. Holmes.
0: Okay. Elizabeth Holmes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm the CEO and fa- founder of uh, Theranos. Uh I mean this is a crazy fucking story. It this is. is the Emperor This is, this is the Emperor esteem. not having any clothes and making like two billion dollars of yeah. uh uh of startup money to uh invent essentially a Star Trek tricorder. Yeah. And there was like any scientist or or medical uh, technology person that knew anything was like, you literally... Can't do the tests. Like the, the tests you're doing are destructive, mm-hmm. and you can't. Like the, the reason we pull like f- like four vials of blood on anyone we do blood work is because it takes that much material. And she's like saying you could do a hundred tests on a single bl- the drop of blood, right. it's going to be in a, a, a tiny little box, a, a box the size of like a desktop printer. Mm-hmm. And like I mean, obviously, if this was real, it would revolutionize yeah. things. Like the w- what it would do for un- uh, undeveloped countries, what it would do for like. Diagnostics in America, like how in like less inexpensive it was. um Yeah, I mean the the idea is
0: great. The scandal here is that it was never possible in the first place, and scientists, everyone, including her own people,
1: were telling her that. But she was had the Silicon Valley thing. I was like, well, if we just keep well, if we just keep uh, on our milestones, and we keep mm-hmm. doing the work, and we get the design, like the and the technology will some just of these be there
0: to to clinics and stuff yeah. that
1: like didn't
0: fucking work, or they were. Far cries from the yeah. promise, like yeah. she would deliver eight out of a hundred tests right? right in in a a box that's like uh, the size of a Xerox machine in the eighties right <laughs>
1: and even then, like wasn't one of the scandals is like she was just essentially sending it off to a conventional lab and then right. just passing that off as like it came from the machine yeah. like it, it's kind of like if she'd sold uh time travel. Uh-huh. Like that's it's this you know like this the Silicon Valley like move fast and break things works when you're just talking about apps and stuff but like you you when you, d- you run up against real life problems like yeah. you know the finite limits of matter uh-huh. and what you can get from it uh, it's just it's insane that she I don't know and I, I man I really wish I could get in a little bit more inside of her head like how. It's a lot like the guy, the, the 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 Bobby. What'd you say his name was on Leaving Neverland, or not uh, the 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 fire stuff? Oh, Bill Billy. Farland. Billy, Billy. Farland. It's similar to that, where like even like the day before the event, he didn't seem scared at all. Yeah, you know, uh, like or like maybe yeah. the day of, or but like two three days before, he's just kind of like, oh yeah, we're gonna get this done. Oh, we're gonna. And, uh, you know, even when he was dealing with people at the airport, like where the fuck is everything? He's like, oh, you know, just go get some drinks. Uh, where we got like, he just couldn't believe that he was out of runway. And I think that Elizabeth Holmes was that way too. Mm-hmm. That she just it just never occurred. I don't know, but like some of these other documentaries I saw where they talked about her family seeing her as like a, the savior, like that like this was a well, this was a bit, this was a old money. Uh, upper class family that the her father had like squandered the wealth or somehow misplaced it, and she was the golden child. She was the How one that was going to
0: wealth. That's so fucked. She
1: was she was going to be the one who put the family back and and righted the ship and like all huh. like this the immense amount of pressure she felt at a very young age, and she turned to bullshit mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> to to keep those those hopes alive. And it's kind of sad, but I don't know yeah Sad, how much but also yeah and I, like i said i don't want to get into a review of it because like there's tons of like follow-on questions but so okay this is the hbo one right this is the the documentary was on hbo uh-huh. um, what do you think um i think i find it
0: fascinating
1: uh-huh um certainly more fascinating than the 90th muhammad ali documentary I find fire similarly fascinating. Uh, yes. I actually want to make a case for it to be above fire because it is inherently more important. Like a lot more money got destroyed. Um, it affected more than just a couple of influencers and rich trust fund kids. Although
0: right. having to eat sandwiches for a weekend.
1: Yeah. So I, I kinda, you know, I, I'm, I'm thinking it's about right there. Okay. Uh, grass is greener. um, this is a Snoop Dogg weed documentary. Did you, you didn't. This is one you didn't see. I didn't see this. This is a really fun documentary, and it talks about the hidden history of weed, like how it came into the country, uh, the minorities that were, it was very popular amongst, why mm-hmm. we started cracking down on it, um, why it's bullshit that like ninety five percent of the people getting rich on it are are you know already wealthy white dudes, mm-hmm. uh, when you know so many Latinos and 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 Black Americans are what really you know, put, put this, this drug on the map, um, and like change people's changing attitudes towards it. Uh, it was really entertaining. Um, I don't know how informative it is, but then again, like, uh, you know, like I, it, I, this thing came 10 years too late for me. I'd already gone right. through the, you know, uh, what was that book that was based on the old Ed Wood reefer madness? Oh, okay. like it was uh, one of those things where like, kind of like reexamined the whole, like, you know, why did we go hysterical about weed? What was the, so so I didn't learn much in it, but it was it was a lot of fun and it was entertaining. Um so the, I'm saying it's right in the that cocaine island fire. I wouldn't feel too bad if the the fire fraud fell off. Um <laughs> and then the other one, remastered the lion share, I also did not see this one. So. Yeah, so this
0: is um this is a look at essentially IP rights of songwriters um and it's all examined through the lens of the person who sings uh the song is actually called Mbube but it you probably know it as the Lion King Away. Ma- oh really yeah um apparently that is a fuck I want to say it was written in South Africa by by a guy there I don't remember exactly but this goes through like his life um and the lives after he wrote this, of the people in his family, he has like three sisters, I think, who basically never saw a dime from the estate of this guy because this guy never saw a dime hmm. from writing and selling the song uh, and it becoming an internationally known uh, song. And Disney. Fucking using it in their works. Lion King and making, making another billion. Billions of dollars on this, it. This,
1: by the way, is in a very short summary why uh, cultural appropriation has a bad name. Like, that's that's like, you know, like a, a lot of times it's, it's about like, you know, hating on okay, people yeah. for wearing Indian costumes in America, but like, this is like where. These native people's culture was hijacked from them yeah. without any compensation and just used against, you know, like if, 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 you know, if they made a couple hundred billion dollars, you know, would be appropriation because they would been fairly compensated. But that's this. It sounds yeah, like now a record label here in the U.S. owns the
0: rights in the U.S. Right. to distribute this thing and they're making millions every time it's used. And right. Yeah, it's a joke. Um, And, and there was a whole thing where they set up a they, they took Disney to court. Mm hmm and you can imagine what an uphill battle that is my god uh as a poor south african family mm-hmm. trying to go to an international court and fight one of the biggest corporations in the world mm-hmm. uh, and they eventually got disney to capitulate to give them some like a hundred and something thousand dollar trust that they that trust. Was run right that they didn't it wasn't cash uh-huh. it wasn't a settlement payment like that it was a trust that was run by a bunch of lawyers mm-hmm. and, and a board uh, that p- presumably th- there's some debate about whether that money got distributed or whether it all got bled away in fees of, of like administration stuff uh, over the course of 30 years or whatever of these women's lives. And it's a really sad tale. Um, and it is, it's a pretty interesting examination, I think, of like what you said with uh, culture of appropriation, but also, you know, just – IP rights in general, and and they go a little bit into that Disney stuff. Yeah, um, with them pushing the limits of what's yeah. possible in IP ownership.
1: Yeah, I mean it'd be it'd been it'd been a tragic story if it's some kid in Ohio that whistled the tune and then they right. took it, but like, you know, when 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 you're trying to trade on authenticity like Disney mm-hmm. was doing in The Lion King um and how ubiquitous the lion sleeps tonight and all that stuff is yeah And it's... it's the the push for getting them some justice was
0: uh sort of spearheaded by this guy who was sort of an activist when he was younger and a journalist and now feels sort of strange about mm. his role in like you know, what role do I have in this, the culture wars, you know, of South Africa, which are even more complicated than America's sure. in a lot of ways. But sure. like he he doesn't quite know where he fits in, he just knows he wants to do good, but can he? And yeah. like there all that stuff around it is fascinating. Hmm. I think this is a really good documentary if you're interested in that kind of stuff.
1: All right. Where do you think? It sounds like it's better than Devil at the Crossroads.
0: Oh yeah, for sure.
1: How much how much better is it? Um, like it's better than Legend of Cocaine Island. All right. Definitely. Uh you it. I I think it's better than, I mean it sounds better than Grass is greener. I actually think it sounds better than the Firefest. I like, do too, but that might be where it stops. Okay. Um
0: Yeah, I really like the lion's share.
1: It and we was, only have one cool. fire documentary in the top ten. I'm fine with I that. I like that. I like that. I like the legend of Cocaine Island rounding out the top ten in documentaries <laughs> there. Yeah. Uh so how do you feel
0: about number one and two? Mm, Revisit mm. this.
1: I think you could make a case for either of these top three being number one.
0: Hmm. I don't know that I feel as strongly about Lorena. Huh.
1: As I do about certainly leaving Neverland. I guess the thing, if I if I could tell bald move people to watch one documentary on this list... Well, the problem is The Giant Beast of this Global is, is essentially six documentaries that are like over an yeah. hour long, so... But that's by far. Uh, leaving Neverland was
0: a two-parter that was pretty long.
1: Yeah, it like if you if, if, if you're of the type that would make an argument that like you know how we're practicing capitalism in the 21st century is fine, and we need less regulation, and we need less uh, restrictions on what corporations can do to make money then you gotta watch this documentary because that's yeah. the thing. It's like, I don't, you know, like I, I, again, I like capitalism. I consider myself a capitalist, but like what's become clear to me in the last 10 years is how we're doing it is not fair. Um, and it's going to bankrupt our entire societies if we keep it up because mm-hmm. we're not like we're sold this fiction that like this is a meritocracy that, uh that 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 builds value um and what 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 we're seeing is that this is uh like a kleptocracy of the very few finding loopholes to ever build like increasing piles of wealth and it's not adding value like if everyone else yeah. was getting rich at a, a commiserate clip then i don't think anybody be complaining but yeah. it, it is and it's the the wealth inequality uh is, is getting out of control i've seen that argument the, yeah the, i've seen the argument against like
0: what automation is going to do to our society and the ill effects, but I mean it—it tracks, it. but like if we it.
1: don't divide the like the pie keeps getting exactly. bigger and we get the That's same slice, the our slice of that pie keeps getting smaller. Then who gives a fuck? Mm. So I think that if I would recommend only one documentary to watch, it'd probably be uh this this giant beast's global economy because it's approachable i think it's very informative if if you're not uh, informed with like economics and technological uh like it goes in a lot of bitcoin if you've been wondering like what the hell is going on with cryptocurrency guy, talks about that the guy they interview
0: such a fucking fucking weirdo. king of
1: bitcoin or whatever is <laughs> yeah. like what a fucking asshole um, but you can't go wrong, honestly, you know, uh, with leaving the Neverland and Lorena to Lorena too, especially if you, if you, if you like me live through Lorena Bobbitt, it was more of just like a joke story. Like yeah. it's a real eye opener. Um, it
0: was surprising to me cause I was very young
1: when that happened and mm-hmm. it taught me a lot about that scenario. So there you go. I think that's, uh, I think I'm fine with that. I'm good. I'm good with all the top 10. All right. Documentary is in, in the can.